And, uh, and so uh, I wanted to talk about praying the Lord's Prayer tonight. And, uh, and so if you look in your notes, you, I, le I left you a lot of blanks. I thought about not filling them in just so we could focus on, on what we're doing versus writing. But um, that first blank for you is creating a lifestyle of prayer. That's what Pastor Kathy was talking about a little bit. We, we've got to have a lifestyle of prayer. Prayer's not our last thing that we do. It's our first thing that we do. It's not our last resort. It's the first thing we do. We pray first. And, uh, and so look at Mark 135. If you're not a morning person, I'm sorry. It says very early in the morning. Why in the world would they say very early in the morning? But very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. So Jesus had this habit of getting up in the morning and going off by himself and praying. Now, we've, we've been to Israel a couple of times, and one of the times they were talking about, here's where the wilderness is, where you see Jesus go up on the hillside to pray. It was like that dude climbed a cliff, let me tell you. No wonder he was by himself. Nobody else could make it, but... Uh, but Jesus would get off by himself. And so uh, prayer is most effective when it's not something we just do every now and then, but when, when it's something we do continuously, when, when we cultivate it. And, and so we want to look at Jesus and how he did his prayer life. And we can look at that example. And so here's, here's some things that, that we need to do. One, write this down, we need to make a certain time to pray. Now, you can pray all day. You can pray, especially if you're driving around on the West Bank. You're praying while you're driving. But, but there, it's always good to have a time to pray. You want to make a, a, a daily appointment with God, whether it's in the morning, whether it's at lunch, whatever's the best time for you, you set that. You put It's an appointment on my calendar. It's in my phone. Devotion time, prayer time. And, uh, and so you, you make that time, and then do what you have to do to keep it. Okay, make that time. Make a certain time. Don't just say, because if you don't plan it, you're not going to do it. And, and so you want to you wanna have that time to pray. Set it aside. Have a certain place. Uh, have a certain place. Uh, you know, uh, Jesus had a place. He went off by himself. Uh, Charles and John Wesley's mother, Susanna Wesley, I think they had like 14, 15 kids. I'm not sure how many Wesleys there were. There's a boatload of them. And so her place was she'd throw the apron over her head. And all the boys knew when mama's apron's over her head, don't mess with her, she's praying. And they'd leave her alone. But you've got to have a place where you can get off by yourself. It's the garage for me. I go out in the garage. i got a little office out there, and, and, uh, and that's where, uh, you know, that's my place, wherever that is for you. Then have a certain plan. Have a plan. See, when Jesus taught his disciples how to pray, he gave them a prayer outline People down here always grew up calling it the Our Father Prayer. I grew up calling it the Lord's Prayer. And, uh, and so, you know, uh, but we're going to look at that. But it really wasn't a prayer. Jesus was given a model of how to pray. And, and so we're going to pray through that. I, I, I've, I've looked at this in the past, but this past week, it really came alive to me. So I hope it'll come alive to you a little bit. But in Matthew 6, verses 9 through 13, it says, In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. 
And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And most of you can recite that. We grew up uh, praying that in one form or another. It might have been King James. might have been New Revised Standard. You know, whatever. And, uh, and so uh, we grew up praying that. And so I want to give you some, some outline of what that prayer does. One is that prayer wants us to connect with God relationally. Connect with God relationally. He said, our Father in heaven. God wants a relationship with us. This isn't about a religion. He's not interested in us practicing religion. Uh, he wants us to have a relationship. He adopted us as children. When you accepted Jesus as your Savior, you were adopted into his family, to the family of God. And uh, he chose you and adopted you. And, and so, uh, you know, praying acknowledging that you have a relationship with God. Matter of fact, Romans 8.15 says, so you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. See, a lot of people approach God like we're, we're, I'm, I'm nothing and he's everything and he is, but he's also our father. We don't have to be afraid of him. He said, instead, you receive God's spirit when he adopted you. He chose you as his own children. Now we get to call him daddy, Abba. Father, that's daddy. We get, he, he wants that relationship with him. I mean, think about it. He came looking for Adam just to hang out. How cool is that? You know, except Adam had messed up, you know. So, so you know, so he was hiding. So we want to connect with God uh, relationally. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, what I want you to do, and we're going we're gonna to kind of work through this a little bit, is we need to declare our intimate relationship with God and address him as a loving Father, and thank him that you're his child. So I want us to do that right now. I just want you to, I want you to uh, just close your eyes and just picture God, your father. You, you talk to him how you want. Just say, God, I thank you so much that you're my dad. You're my father. I'm just thank you, man. Just, just talk to him. And then I put a prayer actually on the screen that we can read together. So read this with me. Father, I come to you in prayer today, thankful that I am your child. I know I am a sinner, but you have forgiven me and adopted me as your own. And I am so grateful to call you my father. Thank you for loving me. I love you. That's good to confess that, to proclaim that, to declare that. And so that's the first thing, connect with him relationally. And, and, and as I was working through this last week, that right there, now it took me longer to go through it. That was one day's worth of, of the prayer time in the morning. That was part of my, main part of my devotional was connecting with him. And, and obviously I prayed longer than that. But number two, this prayer teaches us to worship his name. It says, how low it be your name. How wonderful your name is. See, God loves it when we worship him and there's power in his name. And so I'm a, I'm a, I meant to put these all on one slide, but I didn't, so I messed up. Uh, but I'm going to give you some names and, of, of God in English, not like uh, the Hebrew words for them. Uh, but um, so look at this, this first one. It says, God is righteousness. God is righteousness. He's a righteous God. You know what that means? He'll never do anything bad to us. He'll never do evil. He can't do evil. He, he, in his righteousness, in, in, uh, in 2 Corinthians, it said, 
He traded his righteousness, Jesus did, for our sinfulness. He took our sinfulness on him and gave us his righteousness. So he makes us clean. So just close your eyes just for a minute and, and focus and, and thank God that he's a righteous God, that he has made you righteous, that he's cleansed you. Thank him for that. You call him by name when you need that righteousness. What about this one? The next one is God is sanctifier. He's called us. He's set apart. Sanctifier means the process of sanctification is, is us growing closer to him. So what he does, he draws us into relationship with him, and then he helps us grow. The Bible says that he gives us both the desire and the ability to do what he's asking us to do. So he gives you the desire to grow closer. So look at God. You're our sanctifier, and we thank you for that, God. And he's called us, and he's set us apart. What about this one? God is healer. Anybody need God? The healer, Jehovah Rapha, God our healer. See, we, he's our healer. And so, listen, when you're sick, man, you need God the healer. See, the, the Hebrews would, would name him by characteristics. And, and so these are characteristics of God we can focus on. He heals all our diseases. And so you want to focus on that. God, we thank you that you're our healer. What about this? God is the banner of victory. He's your banner of victory. Anybody got some enemies? You got people at work that just mess with you? I mean, you know, he's your banner of victory. He's already defeated your enemy. He's given us victory over temptation, over death, over sin in our life. He'll give you victory over strongholds in your life. He is your banner of victory. God is our victor. We, he fights our battles for us. Somebody will say amen for that. That's a good one. He's our victor. He's our victory. What about this one? Anybody besides me need this? God is peace. He's our peace in every storm. Doesn't matter if it's COVID. Doesn't matter if it's crazy, craziness going on in the world. God is our peace. Here's one. God is our provider. God is our provider. Do you know he owns the cattle on a thousand hills? He owns it all. And, and he's our provider. He's... You know, I had a, a friend of mine that said, you know, uh, he was the CEO for a big company. He says, you know, my provider's not this company. He said, I work for a family business. And the company he was assigned at was a family business too. But he said, I work for a family business. It, it's a father, a son, and, and, the, and the chief operating officer is the Holy Spirit. And he said, that's who I work for. And they've got me assigned at this particular place. One day they'll move me to a different one. But I still work for them, same employer. And, and so he's our provider. God is our He's the one that supplies all of our needs. You see, we don't have to worry when, when things are looking rough we, because we depend on who? We depend on God. I love this scripture, Proverbs 18.10. It says, the name of the Lord is a strong fortress. God, my provider, is a strong fortress. God, my peace, is a strong fortress. The godly run to him. What does it say? We're saved. See, God is our fortress. We run to him, we're saved. So I, I want to encourage you, maybe as you pray, you speak the names of, of God out loud and, and proclaim who he is, and, and you can worship him. You worship him for who he is. And, and you know what? When we do that, when we speak those names, and there's more names, but when you speak those names, it, it, it worships him, but it also reminds you of, of his power. You know, when you're saying God is my healer, 
Okay, when I'm sick, who do I need to turn to? God. When I'm, when I'm a little worried about the economy and what's going on and how milk is however many dollars a gallon it is now, it's like I want to close my eyes when I go to the store. It's like go in to get something that used to be 40 and it's 100, but God is my provider. He's the best bet against inflation there is. And, uh, and so uh, we, he supplies all our needs. So we need, to, we need to, as we worship him, Speak those names, it'll build your faith. Now, I've got a prayer for us to repeat together. Read this with me. God, I am in awe of you. Your name is a strong tower, a place of protection and safety for me. I praise you as my healer, my shepherd, and my banner of victory. You are my peace, my provider, my righteousness, my sanctifier. Your name is great, and I worship you. When I was reading through that last week and, and going through that and, and praying through this, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here, when I'm saying I praise you as my healer, I'm thinking of times he's healed. Uh, when he's my shepherd. I'm thinking of times he's given me direction. Uh, you know, and so do that as you, as you pray through this. And, and so, you know, I think this helping at all. Is this all right? Number three, pray his agenda first. That's getting messy. It says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How many of you said that like a million times? Did we mean it? <laughs> Usually not. But, you know, he said, your, your kingdom come. So part of being a Christian, being a child of God, is caring about what God cares about and loving people he loves. So uh, we know his will is perfect. And we acknowledge his wisdom and sovereignty when we pray his agenda first. Now, that doesn't mean that you just go and say, well, Lord, uh, your will be done, and you don't present your request. I mean, he'll let you know if what you're asking him is in his will or not. He'll say no. Like when you ask him for six numbers. He'll say, no, don't do that. You know, or whatever. And, and, um, and so... Uh, look at this, this chapter in Luke. It says, Luke 12, 31. He will always give you all you need from day to day if you make the kingdom of God your what? Primary, Primary concern. In other words, you put, put me first, he says, and I'm going to take care of it. When you put my business ahead of your business, I'll take care of your business, is what he's saying. So let's spend some time, it's blank for you, is focusing on what God is focused on. So what's God focused on? Number one, you can write this down. He's focused on saving the lost. That's why we gave you those little cards to put names on. I thought about drawing a line down mine because I need more spaces than what I have. But saving the lost. Matter of fact, I just want you to, not out loud right now, I want you to think of who you've got on your prayer list that you're praying for. And just silently right now, let's just pray for our loved ones, whoever's on that list for salvation that you've got. Just right now, you Pray for them. They might be family members. They might be co-workers. Just call their name to the Lord. Saving the lost. God is always interested in saving the lost. No one is too far gone for God. No one. Another thing that's important to God is wisdom and guidance for those in authority. 
whether it's spiritual, governmental, or work-related, but wisdom and guidance for those in authority. That's why we gave you this guide right here. I mean, it's got, it's got the president, vice president on there. Do you think they need prayer? Supreme Court justices, by name. Do you think those guys need some prayer and ladies? Absolutely they do. Their decisions impact us tremendously. Uh, our U.S. Senators, Bill Cassidy and, and Edwards, and, uh, and, and um, U.S. Representatives are listed on there. And so uh, you, can, you, can, uh, you can pray for those by name. Uh, then leaders in our church. We've got our church vision on there. We want people to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. And some ways to do that. And we've got different ministries of our church and some needs on there. And, uh, and so you can pray for, for that. But pray for leaders. We need to pray for those in it. I've got the sheriff, our sheriff listed on there, and our deputies who protect our, our, our area, you know, that we're in. And, and if you live in New Orleans, you want to be praying for the mayor and, and the NOPD and the council because their decisions, what they do, or the lack of them or the absence of them impacts us. I'll tell you, a big need in law enforcement you need to be praying for is for more people to go into law enforcement. They're terribly short. The average age of experience in some of our areas around here for guys on the road are three years in law enforcement. And, 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 and that's, that's horrible. We need, we need more people. We need people staying and and we've had a four-year war a declaration of war by the media against our our, our police and uh, I, I was reading an article on the mayor of Atlanta she's not running again but she invested 75 million and everybody she kind of came across as an anti-police defund the police person which she wasn't a defund the police person but somebody said why did you invest 75 million more dollars in the police force to hire more police she said as long as we have criminals we need the police. And, and so uh, we need to pray for them. We need to pray for them. It's a hard, hard job. Everybody, everybody you know, everybody's got something that goes. My mother, she's about 88, and she stayed mad at this deputy that pulled her over and gave her a speeding ticket for about five years. She said, he didn't have to give me a ticket. I said, Mom, you weren't so lead-footed, you know, you might not have got one. You know, but, um, but you know, so everybody likes or li all of us like, a, like police until they pull us over. But we need to pray for those guys. We need to be praying for them. And ladies. Uh, so pray for those in authority. And let me tell you, the police have authority. Their authority, read Romans 13. That's where it comes from. Authority comes from God. And they've got an authority when they pull me over to ask me to show them my ID. That's a legal command, and I show them my ID. That's what our law, that's the laws of our country. And so we need to pray for them. They are in authority. Caring for the poor and marginalized is another one. We've got people in our community that, that have, have needs, have been marginalized. We need to care for them. Unity and love. You think our country needs a little unity and some love? Now we, you need to read that one and pray about that one before you put your thumbs to work on Facebook or Twitter and all that stuff. Life of the unborn. God cares about the unborn. He also cares about the, those who are alive and the elderly. 
and, and we've lost sight of that in our country. Uh, justice. We need to pray for justice. I, I'm typically praying for more mercy, but we want justice in our land. I want, I want you and me and anybody else to get the same treatment, you know, by our, all of our systems. Freedom for those who are in bondage. Anybody got some bad habits you've had trouble quitting? We got people that are fighting tobacco addiction, fighting drug addiction, fighting alcohol, fighting meanness, uh, all kinds of strongholds in their life. We want freedom from those. What about accomplishing his purpose in our life? That's one. He wants to accomplish his purpose in your life. Everybody get those written down? All right. Well, I've got a long prayer for us to read now. And I, I spent a morning on each of these, okay? And, and uh, one of the guides that I've got online has this and some other stuff we'll do on a Wednesday. On there, you can download it and print it. I'll have, more, I'll have a printed hard copy for Sunday. It's just uh, long. But anyway, let's pray this together. God, I recognize there is no better plan on earth than yours. And I pray for your will to be done in our world and in my life. Think about some areas of your life where you need God's presence today. Just think about that for a minute. And we'll continue. Well, I need him in every area of my life. My decision making, uh, the way I manage money, the way I, uh, everything, the way I treat people I come in contact with. Lord, we need your presence. Let's read on. This world is lost and needs you desperately. And I pray for every person to know you as their personal Lord and Savior. I pray for the leaders in my life. And I pray specifically uh, for those. Well, you've got the list. But Lord, for your boss. Maybe pray for your boss at work. Lord, we pray for those leaders and that you would show them your will and give them supernatural wisdom and discernment as they lead. God, I pray that your heart for justice and unity would be seen in our world, that those who are in bondage will be set free, that the needs of the poor and marginalized will be met. Show me what my role is in seeing the realities of heaven come to earth. Make your priorities my priority. Help me love who you love and see value in all people. I give my life to you again. Have your way in me. Please give me wisdom and clarity as you show me my next steps. Amen. You can pray that. You can take this home and you've got this to, to pray. Number four, depend on him. Depend on God for everything. He says this, give us our day, our daily bread. Now, he's, he's not asking for next week's bread. He's saying today. Give me today. My daily bread. So God, God has promised to supply all our needs, and he wants us to come to him with our problems, our needs, our desires, and to trust him to provide it. And so Psalm 121, verses 1 through 2, the psalmist said this, I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? Well, the answer is no. He said, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Where does our help come from? The Lord. Our, our provision comes. From the Lord. Our protection comes from the Lord. So ask God what you need today. It's good to write it down. My wife is good about writing out her prayers and, and journaling and like that. And 
But write down. It might help to do that if it's weighing on your mind. Write down. Write down what you're asking God. And then you can, uh, I know uh, we've got people in our church that use the note app on their phone for a prayer list. And then they have another one for answered prayer. And they move it from here to there. That's good because you get to see where God's answered your prayers. And, uh, and you can do that. So here's our prayer. Father, I acknowledge that everything I need today will come from you. You made the heavens and the earth. You're more than capable of handling any situation I'm dealing with. So I give it to you completely. Specifically, talk to God about what's on your mind and heart. And just give it to him. Whatever you're worried about right now, just give that to him. And repeat this. I look to you to help me, sustain me, and give me... I didn't finish the sentence. Give me your hope and power today. I just messed up my notes. Thank you in advance for taking care of my needs. Let's just thank God for that. Lord, right now, we thank you. Lord, we have needs. There are needs in our congregation. We have needs as a church. Lord, we thank you ahead of time that the insurance is going to pay for the damages on this building. That, 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 that Lord, that, that people are going to be provided for that, that need your provision and raises and jobs, Lord, that people are going to be healed. We thank you for your provision, God, ahead of time. And we give you the glory for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Number five, forgive and be forgiven. He said, forgive us our debts or sins. That's the way I grew up saying it. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So you got to ask for forgiveness and then forgive others. Anybody have trouble forgiving somebody that messes with, you know, it's hard. But he tells us to do it. See, he's offered us complete forgiveness. We can receive that any time when we turn away from our sins and we receive his forgiveness. But we've got to be prepared to forgive others as well. He says this, if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. So see, well, all we got to do is confess it, and he forgives it. So ask God to check your heart right now and, and uh, show you areas that you might need to ask for forgiveness for. Now, I'll just tell you, one, one uh, morning I was doing my prayer time, and you know, I do my obligatory, Lord, I confess, you know, I'm a knucklehead or this or that, and, and I couldn't think of any more sins, and and so I prayed that prayer, David, Lord, create me a clean heart. Show me if there's any foul way in me and all that. For the next 45 minutes, God was pointing out <laughs> stuff that I needed to confess to him. So hold your britches when you, when, you, when you ask this, but you ask him and he'll show you. And then he'll also show you if there's somebody you need to go and forgive, somebody that's offended you. And, and you know, if, if it could be somebody that's hurt you or offended you, and, and going and forgiving them, may not be, you know, to their face, may not be what you need to do. You just got to release them. It might be somebody that you can't. Uh, we had a guy in the jail one time decide to call his ex-wife and tell her he forgave her. And somehow he did that on a phone call. It did not go well. <laughs> you know, so you might not want to do that. You might just want to turn it loose and forgive them. But you need to forgive them. Because what happens? Who gets... Who gets messed up when we don't forgive? We do. 
I mean, you can be mad at somebody, and they're just going along their life, living life. It's good. It's, you know, they don't know you. Half the time, they don't know you're mad. They don't remember you, uh, you know. And so you need to ask God and then be able to do that. So let's read this prayer together. God, thank you so much for offering me the gift of forgiveness. Show me areas in my life that I need to bring before you in order to receive forgiveness and healing. I confess that I have been struggling with sin. And I know you want me to be clean again. Please forgive me for my sin. Thank you for showing me unfailing grace. As you have so freely forgiven me, I want to freely forgive others. Help me let go of the things that have offended me and acknowledge when I have offended others. I release to you those who have hurt me. And I trust you to handle those situations accordingly. Your perfect will. Amen. You pray through these on your own in the morning or in the evening and just do one a day if you do this. Or that paper I'll give you, give you some other stuff to do too. Number six, engage in spiritual warfare. We're almost done. Engage in spiritual warfare. He said, and lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil one. Sometimes you got to go to battle in prayer. And, and, and you got to, you know, spiritual warfare, it's kind of difficult to understand, but listen, our battle's not against people. It's against the powers and principalities of, of this world. And, and we've got an enemy. You've got an enemy. Jesus said the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy your life. And, and so you need to do spiritual warfare against him because Jesus won the victory. We've got to claim that victory. And so there's power in God's word and every lie of the enemy that he's told can be replaced with God's truth. And the enemy will tell you lies. He'll, he'll tell you lies. He lied to Eve in the garden. He'll lie to you today and get you to believing that you're not worthy, that you can't be forgiven, that you'll never change, all those kinds of things. And you can hold on to the power of God, the scripture, the word of God will set that straight. Look at Ephesians six twelve. It says, we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against the evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world against the mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. By recognizing that the enemy wants to destroy you, you can, you can shed light on his lies. You've got to identify his lies, know that he's, he's after you, and, and replace his lies with God's truth. Well, you just never change. Hold up. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 said, If any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. He's been changed. You see? Uh, you know... Uh, Romans, where he talks about, uh, you, you know, you'll be transformed. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's change. See, when somebody says, you'll never change. How many of you have ever thought that when you messed up again? You know, and, and, and then you go, ah, oh, man. No, you change. God's in the changing business. So you just, you hold on to the power of the word of God. And the, James 4, 7 says, if you... Submit yourself to the Lord and resist the devil. He'll flee from you. Some people say, well, I'm going to resist the devil and he'll flee. No, if you just resist him, he'll beat the devil out of you. But, uh, but you submit yourself to God and God will chase him out. Okay, you just got to resist. Let's pray this prayer together. God, I recognize my struggles today aren't against the people or the circumstances around me, but against the enemy. Please help me to see how the enemy is lying to me. 
Help me to recognize his lies, take them captive, and make all my thoughts obedient to the truth of your word. Now think about some areas that God has maybe shown you where you've believed a lie. And, and maybe you need to go tonight and find a, a, a verse that's his truth to replace that with. And we'll pick up, while the enemy wants to destroy me, I know that you came to give me life to the fullest. I speak the name of Jesus over my life and declare that no weapon formed against me will prosper. I don't have to fear the enemy because the one who is in me is greater than the one that is in the world. Amen. That's a good one. You need to, you need to know that. Seven, finally, express faith in God's ability. Express faith in God's ability. He says, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Listen, God, God, God's more than able to fix any situation we're in. Uh, you know, and, and so as we end your prayer time, you want to declare and claim his authority and, uh, and, and focus your mind on that. Focus your mind. Build your faith up uh, on, on the fact that he is able. Look at Jeremiah thirty-two seventeen. He says this, O sovereign Lord, you made the heaven and earth by your strong hand and powerful arm. Look at that. Nothing. Is too hard for you. Is anything too hard for God? No. Is, is getting rid of COVID too hard for God? No. Is, is getting you a new job too hard for God? No. Is healing your body too hard for God? No. Nothing is too hard for God. So remind yourself of God's limitless power. That's a blank for you. Limitless power. And then return to praising him and declaring faith. And underneath that, it's yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. And yours is the glory. You see, all authority belongs to God. All mightiness flows from God. And our victory is complete because of God. And so I've been praying through this this past week. And, and uh, it's, it, it's enriched my prayer time. And I hope it'll do that for you. Let's pray this final prayer together. Father God, nothing is too hard for you. Through your great power, all things are possible. All authority is yours. All might is yours. And I know that your victory will be complete. You are amazing, and I worship you. I praise you for your power and presence in my life. You are my God, and you are worthy of all praise. Hopefully, has this helped any tonight? Do you think this is a tool you can use? I know my mama's proud. She's up in heaven.